everyone. I'm Ari Meglin here with Virtual Poly and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer podcast. We are on episode 127 and this week's question is, how can you fall in love with writing again? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoy our episode, please do give it a like, write a review and share it with friends. So ask yourself why you aren't in love with it. Obviously, this episode is for people who are maybe struggling with their writing or feel like they have lost touch with it. And this is actually an important step. Imagine it's a marriage and things have gone a bit stale. So if that's the case, you can divorce, separate, cut your losses, or you could sit down and consider what it is that made it go stale and are there things you could change. Same with writing. It could be that it feels like a chore. Maybe other people's social media posts are making you feel inadequate as a writer and giving you really bad imposter syndrome. Maybe the story just isn't gelling with you anymore. Maybe you are writing a genre that you don't care about as much. This can happen, especially if you've been writing for a long time and you've now moved on and felt a bit more close to a different genre. Maybe you've got burnout. Take some time to figure out what is frustrating, upsetting, or annoying you about the story or about writing in general. Then use that data to make a plan. And I'm always talking about data at the moment, but honestly, it's the best way of kind of figuring out where you are and where you want to be. And the best way to do that is lay out all the information, do some thinking about it, and then take that information and make a plan. For example, If your writing feels like a chore, stop writing every day or stop giving yourself word counts. Whatever it is that's making it feel chore-ish, try and stop that. If you've said, oh, I have to write every day for the next six years, I have to hit a thousand words, that can make it feel like a chore because maybe one day you're only in the mood to write 10 words. Maybe the next day you're happy enough to write 2,000 words. Maybe you need to remove some of those boundaries. If it's other people's success that makes you feel bad about your writing, which can happen these days, take a break from social media. Stop reading people's blogs or Instagrams or whatever that makes you feel bad about your work. Cut that out and just focus on your on enjoying the story yourself without worrying about what other people are doing. If the story isn't gelling, maybe you need to put it to one side and try another project. Now, I know this can be a bit of a, a sticking point because I know some of us have a bit of a habit of project bouncing and I will hold my hand up. I do that quite a lot. But if you've been working on a story for ages and it's just, it's like slogging through mud to get it written, maybe you do need to step away a lot longer than you normally do and just try something else and then come back to it. Or maybe you have to acknowledge that it's just not right and you might want to have to just give it up. Now, I always get a bit nervous about saying that. Because I don't want people giving up stories if there's a possibility it'll do something. And again, we've talked about what to do with old stories and whether you should delete them and everything. So I'll 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 link to that episode. But sometimes people stick with a series or a story or an idea because they've spent so long writing it. It gets to the point where, is it worth keep slogging on with it? Or should you just cut your losses and just put it on the back burner or, you know, put it in the drawer that never gets opened? You know, sometimes we need to make those tough decisions if the story just isn't right for us, no matter how much we've written of it. Yeah, I think you need to figure out what exactly works best for you, because I'm one of those people that project hops all the time. I start working on one novel and then after a little while, I almost get bored of it or burnt out from it. So then I bounce to a new project and so on. But then that in itself kind of makes me fall out of love of writing because I have so many books on my plate 
that I don't know what to work on and it's just overwhelming. And then I just stop writing altogether because I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know what to do with the projects. So that's why sometimes I get in these moods where I'm like, I have one project that I'm going to stick with and that's it. But then after a little while, sometimes you need to know when to take a break from that book and you need to acknowledge whether you need a break from that book and try writing something else, even if it's just a writing prompt here and there, or if you just need to take a break from writing, like just take a day or two off, see if that helps. Because again, as Ari said, writing can sometimes feel like a chore. And I do that all the time. Ari said, stop writing every day or giving yourself word counts if that's what's making it feel like a chore. And I do that all the time because one of the like biggest pieces of, it, of writing advice that I always got when I first started writing, you would see it on people's websites and big author blogs and things like that, is to write every single day. And honestly, no, that's not the case. You shouldn't be writing every day because you have to give your brain a break. You have to give your project a break. You got to give your characters a break. And if you give yourself all these goals to, you know, write a certain amount of words a day or read through a certain amount of pages per day, sure, you might reach your deadline faster, but you're going to burn out really quickly and your work isn't going to be up to par with what it should be because you almost end up rushing. So I'm going to move on to my first point about falling in love with your writing again. I think one of the ways you can do that is to talk to your writer friends. You can take a step back. You can decide on a different project to work on. You can do anything you feel like you need to, to continue working on your writing. But I think one of the best ways to get back into it is to talk to your writer friends and see what they do, because they can often motivate you to keep going and you can share cool ideas with them. You guys can write together. You can take a break together, but also in addition, they often view writing and editing differently than you do, or they go about it in a different way. So if you're feeling stuck with your manuscript and you can't edit something or you can't, you know, finish a certain scene or chapter, ask them how they approach that issue and whatever they do that works for them might work for you too. It could just be a temporary solution for you, but it might work just for that moment and that's enough to get your mojo back and you can keep going. The reason I, I say this is because every week when Ari and I meet for the podcast, we often talk about our own writing because we're writers and we run a podcast about writing. And there have been so many times where we've both felt stuck, sometimes at the same time, sometimes she's been stuck and I haven't, or I've been stuck and she hasn't. And we've talked about our problems and sometimes we don't even really come up with solutions. Other times we just vent. It helps so, so much. And sometimes I don't get back into writing, but I feel so much better that I can, I feel good about taking a step back for a day or two. And then the following week when I meet with Ari again, I'm like, oh, you won't believe all the crap that I got done with my novel or with any project, really. It doesn't even need to be about writing. So when you talk about it with your friends, your writer friends, reader friends, whoever, but people who know what you're going through, it certainly, certainly helps. I think sometimes we forget how much we live in our writing. We, we're writing all the time. We we create these stories, these worlds, these characters who live with us in our heads. That Some of these stories span decades, especially if you write a series or anything. So it's a lot of, of information and time and, and things in your head. And it's, it's like anything. I think things can get tiresome in a way. And I remember years ago, I would share scenes with a friend of mine who was a writer and she would share her scenes and I would share my scenes. 
And sometimes I'd, I'd share a scene going, I'm not really sure what's wrong with this. Something doesn't feel right. And she'd read it and she'd come back going, oh, my God, it's brilliant. The only thing I can think of is this. And it'd be like, oh, yeah, that's it. That was what was missed. But as well as instead of just telling me this bit's the what's messy, you need to fix this and it'll make it better. But she'd point out all the other things that she really liked that I hadn't even thought about because I wasn't looking at that. I was looking at the big mess that I couldn't fix. And hearing her excitement, like go, oh my God, I love this. What's the next bit? I want to know what happens next. I want to know about this character. And I'm thinking, wow, that was a side character. I hadn't really thought of developing, but apparently that she really wants to know about them. And it would, it's nice. It's hearing somebody else's excitement for your work can really help spark it because sometimes you can just be like I don't know where this is going I don't think anyone's gonna like it I'm getting tired of it but again you've been with it forever have it sometimes you need somebody else to remind you how enjoyable writing is and how good your story is and I'm not saying like everyone's gonna be like oh my god it's brilliant but everyone's story has some good parts and it can really boost you so yeah talk to your friends and I, I especially love what Rachel said about somebody else might have another way of dealing with a situation and I keep forgetting that I have several writer friends who I can talk to and it never dawns on me that I can go to them and say I'm struggling with this plot partner how do you deal with this and I could ask them and I am sure that they're all lovely people and they would love to, to just give me their suggestions and I need to start doing that because I'm not doing that and obviously if you ask someone for help lets them know that they should be able to come to you as well I would like to think we're our, you know, a bit of a tip for tat. We're, we're friendly and helpful with each other. So if you are willing to ask for help and that person is able to help you, obviously you're not entitled to help if they're busy or can't do it. But it also means that they might feel like, oh, wow, I'm struggling. I wonder if they'll help me. And then there's this lovely like, collaboration and cooperation of helping each other and like a real network of writers. So yeah, reach out to your writer friends. Definitely. 100% agree. Long way to say I agree with what Rachel said. But you're right. Like at some point when you're working on the same novel or the same series, like everything just blurs together. So when you feel like you're getting stuck or you're getting nowhere with the book, like if you just have somebody else read it and they like hype you up and they say pieces that they like and pieces that maybe you could fix, it kind of helps you zero in and narrow down like the little bits. So you're like, oh yeah, I forgot that I wrote that scene. I mean, how many times have I have I rewritten my mystery novel and I've I've like edited a chapter and I'm like, I don't remember writing this. <laughs> like, what, when the hell did this happen? That is weird. I have had that where it's like, wow, that is brilliant. And I don't remember writing this. I think someone's been sneaking in and writing my novel for me. And I wish they would do it quicker and better. I was, I was just going to say, why isn't it done then? <laughs> <laughs> if only, if only. Yeah. Okay. So with that, I'm going to move on to my next point, which is, Make sure it's not something else. If you caught our last week's episode, we talked about bad mental health days. So obviously most creative people can be pretty sensitive to things. They can be pretty sensitive to the surroundings. They can have bad mental health days. Obviously, I'm not saying that only creative people have bad mental health days. Let's just throw that in. But is other things happening in your life? Are there disruptions in the house or in your room? Do you have little time to write because work has gotten really busy and it's make, making things really stressful? Are you worried about something that's like maybe nibbling at the back of your mind and taking away some of your attention? Are you under the weather? Maybe you've caught a bit of something? We can often miss the main reasons of losing interest in our stories and then blame the story. But maybe something outside of your writing is leaking in. So consider what, if anything, could be affecting you and make the time to address that. 
writing can wait. And it's it's so weird because you don't always realize how little things can affect you. When I was having the house done and the, the rooms were being sorted, my room was fine. Mine had been done earlier, most of it, I should say. And the people working on the house, they weren't making loads of banging noises, but they were still in the house. And I'm very sensitive to people being in my house. I'm not a big, come visit me, come and sit in my house, sit on my sofa, touch my carpet. No, I'm not a big fan of that. I don't want people in the house. I really don't like that. So <laughs> the fact that there were people, and they were lovely people, the really good decorators and joiners and, and, and things, really friendly, professional, polite, weren't making a mess, weren't playing horribly loud, bad music, but they were still in the house. And I, I kind of forgot how much that affects me and how stressful that is knowing there are people in my house. And it totally affected, it affected everything, the business, the blog, the writing. And obviously that was going on for like months. <laughs> so, so shocker that I don't always connect that that's why the writing tanked and I struggled with writing the blog. So yeah, it's sometimes it can be something else and it doesn't have to be something massive. It doesn't have to be like a big mental health day issue. It could just be a small one. It could be the fact that your room's a bit messier because something's happened and you haven't tidied it and you're completely aware of it and it keeps drawing your attention. It could be that you had a fight with someone that may have not seen that big but was big enough that it's now chewing its way in the back of your mind and it keeps distracting you. So yeah, just before you start hating on your writing, just make sure it's nothing else. You're right. You kind of you kind of explained everything pretty well, but you are absolutely right that you do need to make sure that it's not something else. I feel like sometimes as a writer, we write for the sake of writing and we're not really getting anywhere with it. But because we're a writer and because we're an author and we have deadlines, whether they're self-imposed or not, we feel like we need, we, we have a job to do. We need to get a certain amount of writing done. We need to edit our manuscripts by a certain amount of time. Uh, we got to figure out our marketing plan. There's so much that we have to do that it does become overwhelming and it becomes stressful. And everything else that's going on in your life can very easily just creep in and just screw it all up. And part of it could be your writing, but other times, as Ari said, it very well could just be environmental reasons and your house is loud or you're not feeling well, but you're you're not sick yet. You don't realize that you're sick, but you're sick. And uh, we've, we've all had those days. So yeah, I do agree with you. If, if it's becoming a persistent problem, if you're not necessarily making progress on your writing and it's becoming a persistent problem, I think it's best to take a step back and say, is it me? Is it my writing or is it something else? Because uh, I've said this before, I think one of the best ways to like keep yourself writing if you start like kind of losing focus is to change up your environment. And sometimes I go back and forth between sitting at my desk in my office or I go over and I sit on my couch in my office. And even though it's only like, I don't know, 10 feet apart from each other, even though I'm just moving from one end of the room to the other for some reason it helps and it kind of like refocuses my brain a little bit i i don't know why but it's so easy that if you sit at your desk for x amount of hours a day every single day then eventually your brain is going to get into some sort of rut so i think one of the ways that you can make sure that it's not something else is that you can like go into a different room or you can go into a different spot and try to write that way and if that still doesn't help then you got to evaluate further and figure things out. Just remember that you will eventually get back to writing. It's not a forever thing. It's a temporary situation. You will get back to it. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, I agree. 
I think it's a very, very, very small percentage of people who may lose the love of writing and not go back to it. I know it does happen, but it's like very small amount. And usually it's someone who maybe just chose to do a bit of writing because they heard it was an interesting thing or maybe it's that kind of like everyone's got a novel in them. They wrote that one and that's it. But most people, if they enjoy writing, yeah, Rachel's right. It will come back. Sometimes it needs a little bit of analysis. You know, what what was causing it? Maybe it's the writing. Maybe it's not the writing. Talk to your friends. Look at what your writing is. I mean, there's so many ways to do it. But I think the main takeaway with me is whatever you do is don't lash out and start, you know, shredding your work (laughs) or thinking it's rubbish. Just, no, step away, talk to people and consider that it might be something else. And if it isn't, and it definitely is the writing, try and figure out what it is. What is it? What is it that stopped you from enjoying it? Because it could be something as simple as your characters are just pissing you off. And they can do that. So, yeah, I think that's it. I have nothing else to add to this. So we're just going to wrap it up, people. Wrap it up. Okay, as always, we're turning it over to you guys. How do you get out of a creative slump? We'd love to chat about it. So tell us your answers in the comments below. If you want more of the Mary Writer podcast, then be sure to follow us on Podbean, YouTube, or wherever you're listening. And for as little as $1 a month, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Mary Writer podcast for bonus content. It does help to keep our show going, and we really do appreciate the support. In the meantime, tune in every Wednesday for a new episode of the Mary Writer podcast, where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Sticky Notes. Our walls are covered. The music, titled Inspired, is by Kevin MacLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.